Dis my baie lekker om vir allemaal in die kerk welkom te sê op hierdie mooie sondagochend. Welcome everybody, it is a warm Sunday and we need to pray for rain again, but hopefully this week we will be blessed with with rain. We can just only pray for that. But it's wonderful that we can be in church this time of year that we call Epiphany, and that means that God appeared to us through His Son, Jesus Christ, and that we celebrate God's coming to this earth through His Son, Jesus Christ. So, Epiphany, this is the time for us now, and this is lekker om dit te vier, want dit is die viering van Jesus wat na ons toegekom het. So, die afkondigings het jylle gesien op ons skerm. Um, ons thema vanmorgen is die nieuwe lewe in Christus. Our theme, New Life in Christ this morning. And you see the names of the people on the prayer request list. We pray for each other. And it is our task, but also it's a wonderful opportunity for us to be involved in each other's lives through prayer. If you celebrate your birthday this coming week, you must know God wants to bless you with all the kindness and goodness. Dit is a wonderlijke geleentheid om te verjaar en oop te wees vir die Heerese seeninge en daarom bid ons dit vir jou ook toe as jy jou verjaarsdag gaan vier in hierdie week. En dan is ons normale activiteite het weer begin, so uh, amal is welkom by ons aksies, ons bybelstudie op een dinsdagavond, dis vijf uur hier by die kerk, en dan ook op woensdag die Adorames dienst, waar ons stil word. So everybody so welcome to join that, maybe um, you haven't opened yourself for, for this type of spirituality of meditation and becoming quiet and receptive for God's voice in your life, you're welcome to come and experiment if that is also something that can be part of your spiritual journey. And then we we ask everybody's prayers for our church council meeting, that's this Thursday also at five o'clock in here at the church. So, before we start, um, Leanne, one of our children from the children's home, wants to say a few words because a, a dear friend of ours is also leaving and she just wants to say something about her friend Cindy. So, Leanne, please, you want to say a few words. You can. This is a goodbye speech for my sister and my campus role model, Cindy. Cindy, I would like to thank you for showing me that in every bad day, there will always be someone or something that will make you very happy. We should be happy for you, and we are. People, there's someone who said that there's someone who always... These people are always happy when someone when someone comes and when some people leave. Okay, and I can, I'm happy you came into my life. Here's just a little something something for you to remember. 
You shot me like many people. Shoot you, may shoot you with their words, cut you with their eyes, kill you with their hatefulness, but still like they, your eyes. It comes as a surprise that you dance like you've got diamonds at the meeting of your sides. Your sexiness upsets some people, and that's why they're mean to you. Thank you so much, Leanne and Cindy. You will surely be missed by everyone here. And uh, you must know you carry with you all the love that we have in our hearts for you. Thank you so much. So our commencing word this morning is a word from a prophet, Amos. And... Um, he shares with us the following, and in this words, the, these words become also um, the attitude to which we surrender and also enter into this service this morning. Heivat Bergeforum in Windscape. Hij wat zijn gedachten aan die mens bekend maak. Hij wat die dagbreek donker maak. Hij wat oor die hoogtes van die aarde gaan. Zijn naam is Jere, almachtige God. Amos chapter 4 verse 13 For the Lord is the one who shaped the mountains stirs up the winds and reveals his thoughts to mankind. He turns the light of dawn into darkness and treads on the heights of the earth. The Lord God of heaven's armies is his name. So we are gathered here in the name of this Almighty God, the, the God who, who, who can do anything, the God with whom nothing is impossible, but the God who loves us dearly and the God who connects with you and me on a personal level in our lives. And this is this God who wants to greet you and affirms in your life that he loves you and that he wants to bless you. So receive this blessing. The God of hope and grace and kindness and goodness. This God is with you and he blesses you with all his love. Jy is een besondere kind van die drie God wat vir jou so lief is en vir jou vermoore en sy liefde nader trek en vir jou weis dat sy guns oor jou leven is. Amen. Amen. So, as God meets us with grace and love and goodness and kindness, we know we come into the awesome, wonderful state of his majesty.
And we can sing about that. Let that be our praise him this morning. Majesty, majesteit, glansreike heerlijkheid. Majesteit, glansrijke heerlijkheid, ons wil Jezus die koning al de bewijs. Majesteit, hemelse heerlijkheid, van waar ons woon tot bij sy troon, wil ons omprys. Kom ons lof, kom ons aanbid, die naam van Jesus. Kom ons lof, kom ons aanbid, die Heere ons God. Majesteit, heilige heerlijkheid, Sterf, ons heil verwerf, hij het doorwin. Majesty, worship is majesty. Unto Jesus be all glory, power and praise. Majesty, kingdom authority from his throne unto his own his anthem raise so exalt lift up on high the name of Jesus magnify come glorify Christ Jesus the King majesty Worship His majesty, Jesus who died, now glorified, King of all kings. Jesus who died, now glorified, King of all kings. Time for our children, for their children's church in the hall with Nikki and Benny. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you, Benny, for organizing that every Sunday for us. Al ons mooi, bonelike kinders. Na die kinderkerk. Verlede sondag het hulle ons allemaal geseen met olie nogal toe ons na die diens by die thee kom en dit was een wonderlijke begin vir die jaar om dier hierdie mooie kinders geseen te word en dit was een wonderlijke ervaring the blessings we received from them last week was 
a wonderful way to start this year. But we come to the time in our service that we we spend some time of dedication and of giving away our lives to Christ. So is what ons altyd doen, doen ons dit na aanleiding van a tekstvers wat ons begelei in ons toewijding aan die Heere. The verse this morning that we contemplate comes from the first um, book of Samuel, Samuel chapter 2, verse 1 and 2. And it's for us to contemplate our lives where we are. Ek jubel in die Heere. Ek is sterk in die Heere. Ek is bly oor die uitkomst wat u gee. Daar is geen heilige soos die Heere nie. Buiten u is daar nie een nie. Daar is geen rots soos ons God. This is a confirmation of faith from Samuel when he says, My heart rejoices in the Lord. The Lord has made me strong. Now I have an answer for my enemies. I rejoice because you rescued me. No one is holy like the Lord. There is no one besides you. There is no rock like our God. So this confession of faith, affirmation of faith from Samuel becomes the invitation for you and me. What do you and I want to bring to this rock? Our God this morning. He says he rejoices because the Lord is his rock. Firm, a firm foundation. Uh, an ear that all, always hears. Eyes that always sees. What do you and I want to bring before God? What is on the top of your mind? What is that, what I can hear? voor hierdie rots ons God wil bring. Een prachtige metafoor. Denk daar aan, wat is die eerste ding wat in jou gedagtes kom? Wat wil jy dalk vir jyre vraag, vir hom sê, miskien iets van hom verwacht. Ek geef vir jou en vir my kans om dit voor die Heere te bring. Let us bow heads in silent contemplation.
Amen. we are here because you love us you call us your beloved children you give us names and you you welcome us into the center of your heart you know us you created us you gave us a purpose and you call us to walk alongside you to be the person you want us to be and we want to grow into that person that we should be the one according to our created purpose and therefore we come to you and to your word every Sunday so that you can touch us and see us and open our eyes and lead us and now we are open to receive your word Dankie Heere, dat u ons beter ken as wat ons onszelf ken. Dankie dat u beter weet wat ons nodig het. Dankie dat u altyd voorloop en ons kan u net volg. Help ons om ons geestelike oore en oor so oop te maak dat ons u sal sien 
en kom raak ons aan, Heere, soos wat jy altyd doen. As ons nou uit die woord lees, en ons self beskikbaar stel, om te hoor wat jy vir ons sê. In die wonderlijke naam, Jesus, ons verlosser. In die naam bid ons dit vir ochend. Amen. Our scripture reading, according to our theme this morning, the theme is the new life in Christ, die nieuwe lewe in Christus. So, ons gaan een bykie daar oordink, en dit is twee metafore wat, wat ons in hierdie skrifgedeelte gaan kry, waarop ons ons aandacht moet sit. Twee, twee wonderlijke beelde. So if you and I can just open our minds for this message as a message with two metaphors, two of an, the examples that God uh, in Christ Jesus' words want to share with us. So I read from Mark chapter 2 verse 18 to 22. Johannes' disciples en die fariseers het gereeld gevast. So dit was nie net Jesus wat disciples gehad of volgelinge gehad het nie. Johannes het het gehad en die fariseers en hulle het nou gereeld gevast. Daar kom toe mense vir Jesus vraag. Waarom vast die disciples van Johannes en die disciples van die fariseers gereeld? Maar jou disciples vast nie. Jesus het hulle geantwoord. Dis toch ondenkbaar dat die bruiloftsgaste sal vast terwyl die bruidegom nog saam met hulle feest vier. Hulle kan nie vast, solang hulle die bruidegom by hulle het nie. Maar, daar kom een tyd, wanneer die bruidegom van hulle af weggeneem sal word. Dan sal hulle vast. Niemand sal toch een ou kledingstuk met een stuk nieuwe, ongekrimpte materiaal lap nie. Die nieuwe materiaal gaan immers krimp en loskeer en nog een groter gat achterlaat. Net so min gooi een mens nie nieuwe wijn in ou leersakke nie. Doen jy dit toch, gaan die wijn die sakke laat skeer en die wijn sowel as die sakke sal daarmee heen wees. Nee, nieuwe wijn hoort in nieuwe Once, when John's disciples and the Pharisees were fasting, some people came to Jesus and asked, Why don't your disciples fast like John's disciples and the Pharisees do? Jesus replied, Do wedding guests fast while celebrating with a groom? Of course not. They can't fast while the groom is still with them. But someday the groom will be taken away from them and then they will fast. Besides, 
Who could patch old clothing with new cloth? For the new patch would shrink and rip away and the old from the old cloth, leaving an even bigger tear than before. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins, for the wine would burst the wineskins, and the wine and the skins would both be lost. New wine calls for new wineskins. Here ends our scripture reading and the message from which we must receive the gospel this morning. And you and I receive it with open hearts. Amen? Amen. Yeah, as you can see there, no one puts new wine into old wineskins. And this is the uh, examples of how it looked. Because what happened in Jesus' times, they used either the skins of sheep or goats and then they made this little wine sacks as we can say and then when you pour in the wine remember that wine wasn't fermented yet so then they 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 kept it in those um, wine skins and then while it fermented it changes the whole form of this bag because it became bigger and then it expanded. So, if you put wine in an already expanded wine skin, which is already brittle, and, and there, there is more fermentation, it will just, you know, explode, break down. And then you lost the bag and the wine. So it's a double whammy, eh? You don't have wine and you don't have a bag. So those people knew exactly what Jesus meant when he said that. So what is, what is the message that, that God wants to bring to you and me on this new month of this new year with this, these examples? Is that the picture of Jesus that Mark brings to us is a picture that Jesus is amongst people. His presence is there. He's there, the bridegroom. And he is the bridegroom. And they knew with, 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 with a bridegroom and with a wedding there were festivities. No fasting. They were happy because the bridegroom appeared. En dit is wat nou gebeur het. Jesus het gekom en hy lewe tussen mense. Dis wat Marcus sê. En hy geef vir ons een prentje van hy is tussen die mense en die wat hom herken is so blij hulle vier net vees. Want daar is so blijdskap in hulle harte. Maar ons weet so op die rand van Jesus' lewe was, was nou sy vijande die fariseers en die skrifgeleerders en, en al die mens. En hulle het heel tyd opgehou, wat doen hy? Nou hou hom dop en hulle sien. Hm. Volgens die oud testament 
moes mens vast als dit die, die uh, groot versoeningsdag was, en als as jij iemand aan die dood afgestaan het, of als jij ziek was, dan is jy nog een vast. Toe het die fariseer sommer in die Nieuwe Testament sommer nieuwe goed bijgebring en gesê, nie man, dit is nou een baie oulike geloofsgewoonte, hierdie vasserij, kom ons doen het ook sommer twee keer week. Ons voeg het sommer bij. Nou toets hulle Jesus aan hulle eie mensgemaakte reels. So, the enemies of Jesus Christ, they were lurking on the fringes, always watching, what is Jesus doing, you know, with his disciples? And, the Pharisees, they knew that, according to the Old Testament, during the Day of Atonement, you had to fast, when you were sick, you had to fast. When there was death in your family, you fasted. And so after the, the Israelites went through the exile, they also increased the fasting periods. And then the Pharisees further supplemented this fasting with twice a week. So they created these faith, can we say, um, uh, 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 things to help the people in their spiritual growth. But it was man-made. They decided on this. And now the bridegroom came and according to to. Uh, Hosea, they, they know when the bridegroom comes and it is Jesus Christ, the fasting will end in, a, in the sense of happiness and gladness and newness. So, now they celebrate that they met Jesus Christ. But the Pharisees they just see, okay, this man-made rules are not, you know, uh, still adhered to, so that, therefore it's wrong. And then Jesus names and he calls them and he gives them these two examples. He says, you know, when, when you had an old garment and you want to patch it, you cannot put a new cloth on it that's not shrink, shrunken already in the wash. If you mend it with that, when it shrinks, it even makes a bigger tear. So... It's the same with wine. New things must bring about new ways in your life. So Jesus teaches them that two things changed when he came. 
two very important categories of newness came. And the first one was in relationships, and the second one was in your, your acts of um, habits, traditions, customs. Both those things keep on changing in your relationship with Jesus. And change is difficult for all of us because we want to stay secure in the things that we used to do. But that can be very, very harmful for spiritual growth. If we keep on doing the same things, even in psychology they say, if you want to change things, don't do more of the same. That's not going to help. So, Jesus knew that even bef before the modern psychologists told us that. That doing more of the same will not bring spiritual change. Because when we meet Jesus, everything changes. And this, these are the examples. Our relationships change. What did Jesus do? He had relationships with people that, that was frowned upon in his time. He had relationships with people on the fringe of society. He spoke to prostitutes. He ate with a Levite. He did everything that was uncalled for in his times. So, as ons Jesus vervolg, dan moet daar verandering kom in ons verhoudings. Dis die eerste ding, want dit is wat Jesus kom wees het. Alles het verander. As die fariseers gesê het, jy eet nie saam met een lipfiet nie, of jy raak nie aan een prostitiet nie, of jy meng nie met die Samaritane nie, of jy doe nie, dan, dan sê Jesus, maar die nie, nieuwe koninkryk het gekom, Jesus, God is lief vir allemaal in hierdie wereld. Hy is die universele Christus. Dan verander het alles wat verhoudings betref. Dis die eerste ding wat Jesus kon verander. Alle verhoudings. En dan die tweede ding wat hy kon verander is, is tradities en gebruike. So the second thing Jesus changes is traditions and customs. He says, if those traditions and customs do not serve the growth in my spiritual life to people, then I change it. And you see, that has become tradition and customs and the certain way we do things can be like of a danger in our spiritual growth. Because we want to stay safe in the old ways that we keep on doing things. Jesus het kom wees, twee dinge verander, verhoudings verander, en tradities verander. So, change is not good 
good news for all people. But for followers of Christ, it should be good. He says, why keep on fasting while the bridegroom is here? And, th and he's not saying that to fast or to pray is wrong. He just calls them out on certain things that they just do because they have to do it. They do it as a habit. Now, twice a week I must fast. I lost the meaning why I'm doing that. So he challenges them and say, he's there. It's not necessary to fast now. And then he gave them a little hint. He says, there will come a time when the bridegroom is not with them. Now he's talking about his own cross. He's talking about him going to die on a cross. Then the appropriate moment will be to fast and to pray. But when he comes into your life, the old things must change. And we know that. And now you and I are in the beginning of a new year and we can stay as we are, who we are, or we can change in the connectedness with Jesus because this is epiphany. It says Jesus is with us. He's present. The Holy Spirit is with us. That's why Paul writes in to the uh, Colossians in chapter 3 of that letter, he says, you have broken with the old sinful man and its habits and you are now living the new life of the new man who is being renewed every day more and more in the image of his creator in the full knowledge of God. So Paulus said it duidelijk. Jullie het met die ou sondige Natuur in tradities, in gewoontes gebreek. En leef nou die nieuwe lewe als een nieuwe mens, wat al hoe meer vernieuwe word, na die beeld van sy skeppe, en tot die volle kennis van hom. So this is the challenge for you and me, this new year. You want to stay in the position that hinders our growth? Or are we open to receive new traditions, new wine, new clothes? We can go back to what we used to and we can stay there or we can be open and say, this is exciting. God is with me. God is present in my life. I can walk into newness because he is there with me in everything that is new. He's actually inviting me to grow spiritually. You see, because psychologists tell us that if we stay when we are closed for new things, when we just want to do things the same way over and over again, we are actually feeding the, 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 the ego of 
the self that is not the true self that we are. Because we are not open for growth. Those were the Pharisees. They were not open for growth. They are specialists in the law and the ancient things. And they keep people to that. And they have no inclination of being open for new things to come into their lives. They are actually against growth. And this is what Jesus teaches. He, he teaches that. As ons ons hierdie fariseers is wat net ons uh, uh, specialiste wil wees in ou wijn en ou wijnsakke en ou kleren en alles wat net, en ons wil het net in stand hou. Dis een in standhoudingsding. Dan kan die teenwoordigheid van die, 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 die Heere Jesus wat die verlosser is in ons leven met die Heilige Geest, niks niets aan ons doen nie, want ons is nie oop daarvoor nie. Remember, the bridegroom, Jesus Christ, is present in your life. And his presence determines the content and the nature of our actions. And now we know what will change, what will be the test for spiritual growth is look at our relationships and look at our customs. Is our relationships new and our customs, are we expanding, are we growing in this? Because the bridegroom is present. Actually, to know Jesus Christ is to taste newness, new wine, to be free from the wineskins of any old legal terms but to be open for things that can grow. And when we walk with Jesus and when we realize that he is present in our lives, we will discover that we become free. And we become free from everything that holds us back. We, we become free from preconceived ideas. I don't like that type of people. I don't do this. I don't do that. Then I'm free to love. When I'm with Jesus, I'm free to love. I, they, there's, there's no restrictions. There's only an invitation to openness. Free to fall in love again. You know that feeling when you fall in love? Have you experienced that in your life? When you fall in love, whew, everything is possible. The clouds look nice. The life is much better. You couldn't care about, do I have money or no money? I've got my loved one. And this is the freedom we have in Jesus Christ. It's an invitation to love. So ek en jy moet weer van vooraf eindelijk bykie verlief raak in ons verhouding met Jesus. Ons moet verlief raak op Jesus en sê, kom, kom heilige geest, kom maak, maak dinge weer vir ons mooi in ons leven. 
You see, the problem is that our interpretation of the Bible of Scripture can become an old wineskin. Because it's my interpretation. And I'm not open to be convinced. I'm not open for discussion. This is how it is, whatever. You know those bumper stickers you get on certain cars? The Bible says it, I believe it, end of story. Then I think, what does the Bible say? Does the Bible say what, how I interpret it? And then it's the end of story. Or am I open for new growth in my life? Because this is what psychologists tells us. That if we stick and, uh, to old traditions, if we are so closed and not open to grow spiritually in our lives, we are feeding the false self. This is what psychologists tell us. The false self wordt in stand gehou, want ek hou net vast aan, aan dit wat ek dink my sekuriteit is. Intussen is het nie my sekuriteit nie. Die nietheid in my verhouding met God is my sekuriteit. So, after everything this morning, what is the invitation? The invitation is, where is God working in my life at the moment to make things new? Kan ek het weer vir jou vraag? So, dis wat ek en jy nou hier in die begin van die jaar, as ons nou wil niet komen, en ons verstaan nou die hele symboliek en die beeld van die ou uh, wijnsakke en die, en die ou kleren en al die dinge. So wat, wat, wat vraag die Heere vir jou? Waar is God bezig om in hierdie oomlik in jou leven te werk? So dat dinge moet niet komen. This is the question and the invitation. Can you and I be brave enough or will we be like the Pharisees, closed? No, I continue the way I'm doing things. I continue to be who I am. I continue with my thinking pattern. Or do I say, oh no, I fell in love again. I met Jesus again. He's the bridegroom and he wants me to look at the world with new eyes and he wants me to change my relationships and my customs. This is the question. Do we stay with a false self or are we open for growth? So kom ons vraag, dat die Heere ons buigsalm hou, dat hy ons oophou vergroei, dat hy ons oophou vir verandering. Kom ons hou en vraag, waar is God bezig om te werk? In my leven en in my omstandigheid. Waar wil hy nieuwe dinge bring? Is ek oop daarvoor? Am I flexible? I, am I open to fall in love again? 
am I open for new wine? And this is our quest and invitation for this new year. The question is, are we open? Are we open for growth? And with this, God invites us into the new, wonderful relationship with Him. Amen. Amen. Let's ask God to help us through the Holy Spirit to be flexible, to grow in our love for Him. Lord, it's difficult for us to recognize the false selves in us because we are so convinced that we are right. And then we meet you again and you come into our lives and it's like a new relationship and we fall in love head over heels with you again this morning. And we're ready that you can bring into our lives new things and that we, we can throw away all the old wine skins and that, that we can pour wine in new wine skins to be flexible, to be compassionate and to be gracious. This is our prayer. Here, thank that ons vanmorgen kan vra om voorbij ons valse self, valse sekuriteite wil kom. Help ons dat ons sal aan ou vra, waar is die bezig om te werk? Waar is die liefde bezig om ons te verander? Help dat ons dit kan sien in verhoudings en in ons geloofsgebruike en tradities. Help ons om van vooraf weer opgewonnen te raak soos iemand wat verlief is oor die nietheid wat u in ons leven inbring. Help ons om buigbaar en oop vir verandering te wees. Dit bid ons Heere met de geloofsverwachting, dat als ons aan die einde van hierdie jaar terugkijkt, dat ons zal zien hoe het u in ons levens verandering gebring. Met nederige oop, harte en gemoed vra ons dit van u verochend. In die naam van die bruidegom van alle bruidegommer, Jezus Christus onze Heere. Amen. Our closing hymn is that beautiful hymn that we, we expect showers of God's blessings, showers of blessings, strome van Godse sieninge in ons lewe.
van God, ga nou in leef met die verwachting dat Godse goedheid altijd weer in jou leven en in alle omstandighede sal kom verskyn. Gaan lewe met die Seen van die Heere. Return now, dear child of God, to your everyday life and live it with an expectation that God's goodness will always reappear in your life and in all circumstances. Live in and with the blessing of the triune God. Amen. Amen.